people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Fanboy Planet Podcast, Best and we are story. coming to you from the upper room at Cafe Stretch. Uh, Here's your host, team. Derek McCaw. That's right, it's Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Nice Doppler effect, by the, the way. upper room. upper room. Yeah, we're looking down on people enjoying food at Cafe Stretch and hearing jazz. And across from me, fabulous announcer. I am Nate Gosta. Now, uh, by the way, is that is that a Black Adam or a mage shirt? Black Adam. A Black Adam. All right. And uh, to my left, uh, podcast producer, Moral Compass. Rick. Man of Leisure. Brett Snyder. Yes, indeed. Okay. And, we and who are, are you? Oh, I, I said. I'm you done. said at the beginning. Did you? I did. And yeah. I wasn't even paying attention. I know. Yeah. And we are here on Thursday, April 19th. Uh, 18th. 18th? Pretty sure. No, it's the 18th right here. Today is the 18th, yes. It is the 70. Today is officially the 75th anniversary of, of Superman. Comics of Action number Comics one. number one. Yeah. The birth is here, so it's only appropriate that we talk about it because we have plenty. The holy birth. We have, you know, don't don't mock it. Because as, as South Park... Did that not sound revenant, revenant and, and enough no, for you? No, no, you did not. Uh, South Park established... The uh, holy birth. I have learned just as much about morality from Superman... As I have from any other religious leader, you're not going to actually name learn probably more better. From <laughs> you know what? I've learned more from Superman. Than <laughs> well, okay, there. Religious leader. So uh, we've got a lot of Superman news tonight. So you know, Good. it's exciting. Yeah. So are let's... they going to put his underpants back on the outside? Oh, I wish. Oh. Wait, that sounded really awkward. Not going to touch uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we got some comics news. We've got some movie news, and of course, uh, in, in comics, the Eisner Awards were announced this week. We'll talk about that. Uh, we Eisner got some nominees. Uh, Eisner, Eisner nominations were announced. And uh, I, the Lame Gamer, that's me, actually broke down and bought a game in a timely manner. You're welcome. Wow. And have been playing it. Yes, thank you. So, or did you, t- you pointed him at a deal? I tipped no. him off. No, I didn't no. tip you off on this one? Not, not, on, not on this one, no. Oh. What game but are we I did talking tip about? you off on, on the, the other uh, yes, sale. I got the best deal of the week. I'm going to say up top. I got the best deal of the week from Nate. Texting me on Saturday yeah. that Target had, starting Sunday morning, they'd lowered the prices of Lego Batman 2 and Arkham City to 20 bucks a piece and then made it a buy one, get one, 50% oh my God. off deal. So I got both games for the PS3 for, bucks. for 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Oh, buy so one, buy one, get one, 50% off. Okay. So... Fantastic deal. Absolutely. That was just on the weekend? I will play those sometime it's all in, week, sometime in oh. June. It was all week. So you can still get that deal. Absolutely. We should mention also that Nate and I spent, though not on the same nights this weekend, working on a special project with people who have been wondering what's up with lawn. We're going to be able to tell you fully next week. 
We're going to be exclusive on – well, not exclusive, but you know, we'll be He's the first. Out. Premiere. We will be He's getting out. Uh, good behavior. Uh, Family Planet will be, uh, will be uh, featuring Lon Lopez's latest project. And all I can say is these letters, A-F-A-M. Did you have a good time working for Lon? I had a wonderful time. I did, too. It was great. Oh, his apartment's very tiny, and he might have touched me inappropriately. So uh, <laughs> We so were far same. away from each other. Okay, well, that, that was a good move. That was a good move. We were not. Um, so, anyway, let's talk some comics news, shall we? We let's. should. We should. I do want to say, here we got a jovial tone, but I do want to point out that, uh, that unexpectedly today, uh, a comics creator that people might not necessarily be aware of, but who had a very short but very controversial career just a few years ago at Marvel, uh, passed away unexpectedly uh, from what sounds like uh, on Neil Gaiman's blog. Actually, had a ruptured appendix. So, people, if you have um, oh, stomach yeah. pain, check it out because this went fast. Robert Morales, and do you know the name? Is it? Uh, I know the name. I can't. I okay. Well, he did write what was probably the most controversial within fandom uh, Marvel miniseries of the 21st century: The Truth, Red, White, and Black, the miniseries that posited. That there had been like the Tuskegee <coughs> experiment, that that oh, Steve yeah, Rogers yeah, yeah. was not the first to right. get the Super Soldier formula, oh. and it said it was uh, Kyle Baker drew it a six issue miniseries that established what was the kid in the Young Avengers that was the ended up being the grandson right. of uh, the uh, wasn't Patriot. It Patriot, yeah, yeah. Patriot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Robert uh, Morales also had a brief run on um, on Captain America on the main book as well after he'd written the truth. So. Really controversial, but when you look at it in, in general, it's like that made perfect sense. If Marvel had been real world, uh, sadly, sickly, he probably was right. They would have done that. Uh, they wouldn't have experimented on the on the young white guy first. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, gone too soon. Only fifty two, and uh, very unexpectedly, it was announced on uh, Neil Gaiman's blog this morning. Neil oh. Gaiman heard it, and uh, actual Samuel R. Delaney, the sci fi author, was the one who was very close friends and. Uh, and announced it because it was uh, uh, Robert Morales had agreed to be his sort of a literary executor if Samuel Delaney went first. And oh. so kind of uh, unexpected, but uh, the truth is available on, in graphic form. If you haven't, if you haven't read it, it is a real. You, did you read? I that? did read it. Yeah, I read it. Really when it was, interesting. I've not read it. Really interesting. I need to book. check it out. It, it is. Um, at the time I had interviewed Kyle Baker about it. Uh, because people it had kind of Kyle Baker's more cartoony style in some places, but he said, you know, Kyle Baker had this career of trying to draw things that will get you on the New York Times bestseller list, get you noticed. You know, I'm trying Comics to remember was that a, was that a miniseries or was it just a six run of Captain America six books? Six issue miniseries separate called The Truth. Okay, and then uh, and then uh, The Truth, Red, White, and Black, and then he had a separate run on a parallel run on Captain America right. dealing with some of the consequences of because if you remember the at the end of the miniseries, you know, Steve Rogers becomes aware of what had happened. So uh, and then yes, out of that we got Young Avengers, we got Patriot. Um, I don't know what his ultimate fate actually was. I lost I fell away from Marvel for a while. But anyway, I just wanted to honor uh, a, a, a really good writer who was not given quite enough work in comics, but apparently he's done a lot of journalism, uh, you know, really good writer in, in other fields, but that was his crossover to us. Now, we can talk about the Eisner nominations. Are you excited about any? Uh, there are a couple. I think the interesting thing about Eisner nominations is every year it comes out, and and I get 
astounded by what I've never heard of. Yes. Yeah, How that's much I have I was, no uh, idea. And I think that they, they tend to side on the non-mainstream a little bit heavier. I think so, because there have been years where it was very mainstream. But yeah, uh, both DC and Marvel had very few. Like It's only like seven uh, nominations for DC and like only nine for Marvel. Any of those are ten, like uh, one of them, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Which is yes. I've not been reading that, but I've been hearing it's very great. Good. I've been hearing it's really good. I'm going to buy it in graphic novel format. That's it. When it comes I, I'm out. going for the trade paperbacks. But it's a Matt Fa- Faction. Uh, yeah, Matt, fr- Matt Fraction. And uh, but I look at this. I like. I go to the first one, the best short story, and I look at publishers I've never even heard of. I mean, I've heard of Fantagraphics, and there's a couple of Fantagraphics, uh, and, but I've never heard. You'd think that with Nate Dizzle here, I would have heard of a book called Tales Designed to Thrizzle. But I have not. Uh, but f- from Fantagraphics. For shizzle. At least I've heard of Fantagraphics. I've never heard of Ted May as a company. No Brow. Epigram Books. Random uh, House. I have, I have heard of them. I have heard of uh, Koyama Press. Uncivilized Books. I've never heard of that. Um, I, I, was, I was surprised that Adventure Time made a couple of appearances. I, well, people are loving that yeah, book. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't a Houghton brother work? On Adventure uh, Time, occasionally, okay, not regularly. Chris so, Chris does. Does he yeah. just do covers, or does he do? Interior? I think he's just doing covers, okay. and then he's working regularly on Peanuts. Makes sense. Yeah. No, Shane is doing right. Shane's Peanuts. peanuts? Okay, yes. so Chris is, is doing covers for. Adventure of course, Time the ones that stood out for me were like the best uh, continuing series and new series because you got Manhattan Projects and Saga which in you there, have taught, which you told me I should read many times. Yeah, yeah. you should. And, uh, and then, and then if you get down to which, and Fatal, which is one I really keep meaning to read by maybe. Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I love that Speaking team. Speaking of Ed Brubaker. What? We're going to have a big announcement soon, but I can't say it yet. Okay. You're going to have to tell me off air, please, because I have no idea what you're it. saying. What? I don't know it. What? I don't know it. He doesn't know the announcement. Oh. Your brother's marrying Ed Brubaker? No. Okay. Because that would be awkward. Um, <laughs> Best and, anthology. And yet okay if he's in love. Best anthology, Dark Horse Presents is, is a solid book, and it's... It's huge. It's amazing. It comes out as right, often I'm, as it I'm does. I'm going for the anthology. I'm, I'm trying to scroll down to the anthologies. It's right after digital comics. Right. And then, but then there it is. Okay. And then you say there's 2000 AD. I can't believe. Apparently, this is the first time 2000 AD has ever been nominated as a best anthology. Has it been continually in print all these years? No, but it yeah, doesn't have to be. Yeah, I think it just be. came it back. It doesn't have to be. Right. But I don't know how long the eyes have been out. You'll see you're right. Um, but I've, I've uh, never, again, never heard of No Brow, and I want to check these books out. So I'm, I'm saying them because I'm thinking, look, if this group of judges thinks it's worth reading, yes, they're probably going to be a little more um, not. I want to say I don't want to say difficult works, but um, but a little deeper work maybe is a is a fair thing to say. Uh, a little more challenging. I, 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 possibly just a little more challenging as a lot I'm of the, to find the right indie, indie books it. are. That, indie work. You know, they, they they don't have. I mean, when we read the mainstream stuff, you kind of know what you're when you're buying an Iron Man book. You have an established uh, kind well, of. I love superheroes. Genre. Yes, but yeah. I, but I but the thing as a teacher that I argue all the time is that like you know we got crippled uh, in America by the Comics Code Authority. You right. Know, things were, were burgeoning, whereas in Europe, everywhere else, uh, sure. comics took over everything. You know, I mean, yeah. You, you, Expand, I shouldn't say take over, but expand into other genres. And All say, levels of maturity and mature content. And, and the or, French call it the ninth art. And yeah. absolutely, you know, w- when I look at these kinds of nominations, I'm thinking, yes, this is it. This is where it the is. The ninth art, those jerks. Be the well, first already, or second art. 
No, no, because they're, they're talking about the muses, and then they added uh, comics as the ninth muse, basically. Nine's a little low for me. I'm sorry, but it, it, it's not about <laughs> what Nate's favorite art form is. Because I'll admit, it's like my first favorite, maybe second, because I love a good show tune. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, it, to see these kinds of nominations, like, I can explore, like, I see best reality-based work, and I'm amazed that there's so much, like... I would want to check out Annie Sullivan and the Trials of Helen Keller. might be interesting. Published by Disney Hyperion. But there's one about the Carters, as in June Carter Cash. Yeah. You know, so the is Carter it Blue Family, Water? Or don't, is forget it a... the, don't forget the song by Abrams Comics Arts. Yeah. Now, Blue Water Press, the day that they get a nomination. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> like, some of these are, are kind of interesting, like in, uh, where is it, Best uh, Graphic Album. Which is an interesting graphic album, which is right. is not necessarily graphic novel, but Sailor Twain, which I picked up uh, the moment I saw it, uh, is a really interesting. It's a it's a it's a standard hardback book format. Yeah, yeah. And the art is phenomenal, and the story is quite compelling. Right. Um, but if you get down to the ones where you're going to resonate are under best writer, so you got Brubaker, Fact, Faction, um, right, 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 Hickman, right. Brian K. Vaughan. Um, and you got Frank Young for the Carter family again. There we go. So that must be that must be one heck of a great. Actually, book. I did read. I did read a little bit of the Carter family. And there I, was, and I do like that they. Uh, they did they know, do? They had a they had a um, free comic book day issue last year. Ah, uh, you know what? It's something I've gotten through that box. Yeah, uh, I have to find it. But I do like that they when when you're a best writer, they nominate for multiple books. So like Matt Fraction is. Uh, Nominated for Hawkeye, Casanova, and uh, a book called Casanova Avaricia. So Casanova was his series that he started right. with at Image and went over to Marvel Icon. But, and you have this guy, Brandon Graham, which a lot of people have talked about the Image revival of Profit was being really good, but also for a book called Multiple Warheads. Um, and so, and then I look at Best Writer Artist. Uh, you know, yeah, I. Check it, check it out, people. Because the Hernandez are, brothers are just perennial. They're always and those poor guys had to be competing against each other all the time. Yeah. But a, a personal favorite, best penciler inker, Chris Samney, who on Daredevil, absolutely, and I've loved and been liking him since uh, I think Thor: God of Thunder, the Roger Language book, the Rocketeer Cargo of Doom book. He was great in that. Um, best cover, you know, some some really great stuff, and uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Someday we'll get under there for best comics or periodical or journalism. And these Perhaps. are always announced during Comic Con. Uh, the winners San Diego Comic Con. They, they have the Eisner Awards at Comic Con right. on Friday night. I, I've never actually gone, so um, I almost went one year, but I didn't. Wow. I actually, was, I went to part of it last the year. The weird thing is, one year I was going to go and I couldn't. I ended up not going because I had an interview scheduled with, of all people, Ed Brubaker. Oh. So it was like it was. He wasn't attending the. No, Eisner? it was that he won that that night. But it was like I had this interview this interview scheduled, and I think it might have been like at ten o'clock after he had won. But he didn't tell uh-huh. anybody. Like came in. It was for that um, that Sony Crackle series he wrote, uh-huh. um, uh, Angel of Death, and so it was like. You know, it was kind of, he was like he was, there going, he, he, he was vibrating. I didn't know why, and then later I found out. Oh yeah, he has an Eisner and. Uh, <laughs> Later at a party, being th- being uh, uh, yeah, feted and threatened by uh, Thomas Jane. So, uh, good story. I tell you off the air, people. Uh, so anyway, um, so uh, yeah, you know that was the big thing. I, I didn't catch up much on comics except that I noticed something that I thought that 
It's really a toy, but I, I wanted you to be aware if you weren't aware. Yeah. Shaolin Cowboy has an action figure. I, I, you know what's going to make that for you? Is like the accessories. I would just want like a bag of... It's not for me. It's like be for you. Sand-like things you just pour out there and it's like beer cans and cigarette butts and little you know, plastic beer cans all the, and cigarette all, butts all the little all the little, the little deritis that's there, scattered there, around every a, panel there's, a, there's a, a layer of irony to that i can't quite wrap no, my you, head you know around how you know how his how was it was yeah uh, you know how his Jeff his, Darrow's his, art yeah yeah his yeah, the amount of detail just throwaway detail it's yeah. everywhere i just want to you just drop it around the figure and that that finishes the panel yeah. I mean, so few people think about how important the accessories are. Yes. You know, um, I was just noticing today, because uh, I, I, on Facebook I'm friends with the Captain Action page, so you get all these, they post photos all the time. Somebody posted, like, one of the, the original Superman suit for Captain Action, which rumor is that this summer we'll get a Superman for it. Right. Um, it came with a crypto, which I just thought was such a nice touch. Nice little I'm accessory. I'm hoping that this summer's... Uh, Superman suit. If well, it doesn't, didn't Captain Action originally come with the Panther? Action Boy. I think Action, oh, Action Boy came, came with, with the, a, yeah, with right, a, right. With You're a, right. a Panther or a leopard. Panther. Yeah. yeah, Black Leopard. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, did you catch so, up on anything? Uh, but but while we're, we're talking okay. about action figures, I did score. I did get in early enough and order something this week. Wow. It's, a, it's an orange figure. Oh, yeah. I didn't go in there. You got yourself a Larflees? I did. I did before they sold out. Because actually we just like saying Larflees. Larflees. He is funny to say. Larflees. Yep. I thought about it, but I'm sticking with just my Watchmen action figures. I cause, Because I'll come back to this, but I got an unexpected action figure this week. What would so, you get? No, I'm going to come back to it. Oh, you're going to come back to gonna it? I'm going to come back okay. to it. Um, so In comics? In comics? You want to do an Age of Ultron update? I, I got up to three. So do, have you been reading any of the AU ex- I read answer? the Spider-Man one, and I'm going to agree with Nate, which I believe was last week that Nate said, mm-hmm. was a useless... I didn't need the AU. Most of them have pretty, been pretty useless, if not just straight-up confusing. So the Fantastic Four one, they're off investigating time yeah. and space. You know, They're doing right. the Doctor Who thing. And they that, that issue, the AU issue, brought Sue Storm back into AU. And then the next issue of the magazine, she, she's just back, no... You know, well, here's yeah. the Ultron again, continues again, on. What I under, look, if it's an alternate timeline, or, or he accomplished something that's a different, it's it's a different time and space. It doesn't matter exactly. But because that's just it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and that's why it's sort of it's like it's Peter Parker. I don't care what you say, Bendis. Uh, retroactively, that's Peter Parker. That's not Doctor. So it might as well have been an alternate universe. Well, but I get why it's not. You know, but in an alternate universe, like like Age of Apocalypse, yes, yeah. they're different yes. versions of, of of familiar characters, but they don't have to be tied into what was our continuity. Age of Apocalypse is set off though in the far far future, right? No, it's not. It's, no, it's, a, it's it's an alternate. Legion, yes. No, Legion went back in time and ex- and assassinated his father. Charles Xavier before he could form the X Men, so a pot, so there were no X Men to stop you're right. Apocalypse. You're right. you're so right. it was an alternate present. Yes. So okay. you know, and that's why you know, yeah. You're right. So, but even so, I mean, that's been running and running and running and running. Yeah. This is going to be a short-lived series, and it's a ten-issue miniseries, which will introduce Angela to the mainstream. But here's here's my main complaint. Okay. It took them. When was this announced? Like oh nine, two thousand ten. So if they're going to wait this long, why not just wait a little bit longer and tie all the books into it legitimately as opposed to 
forcing books to be tied into it. Well, I, I see your point. Because the Fantastic Four is all dead, but suddenly they're alive in the next issue. So, I see your point, but my argument is, again, it doesn't matter. What I'm appreciating about Age of Ultron, and now that I realize it after I did get... I did have the AU Spider-Man uh-huh. in my in my box. Um, what I appreciate is I don't need to read those other stories. Well, exactly, I, it's not tied in anything else. I don't want it to be tied in anything else. I'm enjoying it for what it is. Um, don't you know? Don't get me wrong at that. I'm I am having a good time with it. I am still a couple issues behind. I I enjoy the the core book, but yeah. it's almost every one the of the ancillaries has, has been which worthless. is you know like like last week when I was talking about. I read that big time collection. The problem I see now, and Marvel is going to have to be careful about. Well, they're not going to be careful about it, but it is the it is the problem of bringing people in. Is you read big time, and there's a long string of stories that stand on their own. But then suddenly, there's Peter Parker getting accepted into the Fantastic Four because Johnny Storm has left that form in the, in his will, and that he wants Peter to be to take take over. So you'd have to know. And I mean, sure, people do, but you know, you have to know what happened there. And then there's a thing after uh, Fear itself, where there are the bad, although that filled in a gap for that Avengers, um, uh, f- for the Battle Royale thing, uh, the Hunger Games thing that the Avengers is doing. Avengers right. um, uh, uh, Arena. Arena. Avengers yeah. Arena. So now I understand where about where five or six of those characters came from. But I, you had to understand, like Norman Osborn. Had been it's never really referenced directly in the Dan Slot run, and then suddenly it's very important in two or three issues, but it's not explained. It's just sort of, oh yeah, there was this detail where these characters had this happen to them, mm-hmm. and it's part of the larger crossover. And I noticed that was the problem with Journey into Mystery. As much as I, I, I think I still recommend to people, Journey into Mystery is great. There's a you have to bleep over the parts that tie directly into what Fear itself was. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and that and that's too bad when it's a book that is fun on its own and could be, and, and and so it's just diminishing a little bit. I'm not saying don't pick up Big Time or don't pick up Journey to Mystery. Absolutely, the exact opposite. Pick them up; they're good books. Sure. But be prepared. There are going to be parts where you go, eh. and I guess when we were kids, we did that. You know, when they you had a little asterisk and said, "See such and such," and you go, "Oh, I gotta get." I that. may never get that issue because it was probably like two years before I was yeah. born. Or six months ago, and it's never—it's not on the spinner rack it's not anymore. On the spinner rack anymore. That's right. It was before you, you know, but you know, what was really cool about Age of Ultron? Age of Ultron. What was cool about Age of Apocalypse was when that happened, the event happened, and all the books flipped. Yes, all the books changed. Yes, and there was, and they were that way for months. Yes, telling this alternate story, you're not really sure what's going to be the you ramifications. You didn't have to buy it. extra books. You, you just, just kept the books you were already, already buying. buying. Yeah. yeah. So. Except I bought extra books, so I wasn't buying those books regularly. <laughs> Thanks, Tony Viador. <laughs> Shout out to you, a hole. Uh, so, nah, it's kidding. They just I, ended up in your box. Uh, yeah, yeah. He would he would <laughs> slip. I like would cut X Men, and he would slip them back in in, in my pile. I'd go, no, no, you really don't want to cut it. I keep leaving. No, I do. Keep no, drawing me no, back yeah. in. Um, so yeah, okay, we check in on that, and that's and that's good. Um, what have I caught up on that I was really enjoying? Just we don't really talk about it much anymore, but you know all Joss Whedon's work over in the Buffy verse Dark Horse, yeah, catching up on Buffy and and Angel and Faith, good stuff. and good stuff still yeah. continuously. Uh, I, I read the first issue of the Rocketeer, uh, the the latest Rocketeer thing. 
Really digging that. I, I thought that was one of the best things since I don't remember Sim if we left. mentioned that out of uh, WonderCon came the announcement that the Rocketeer and the Spirit are going to team up. And so oh, there's I going to be, that. which I, I was, I, I want IDW to get the just out and out right to do Doc Savage and just have us have the Rocketeer Doc Savage crossover that everybody is screaming to do. I don't know. It's kind of cool that he's kind of an off, off stage character. All right. But then I want, I want the Avenger in there. I want Richard Henry Benson to show up and do something. I think he could show up without being, I mean, he could be Mr. Benson or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but the spirit, and it, he could it, be in disguise. It, it, of course he will be. That's great. And then suddenly his face changes. Yes. Um, so, uh, I can't remember what else I've been catching up on, but just I, like a lot of goodness. Have you been reading uh, uh, Superior Spider-Man? Yes, you almost the, caught up with the, the cardiac. Uh, no, not yet. Yeah. Cardiac okay. just came because I saw that was on the cover of what I bought. Last there was night. a big okay, issue. I've got this big bag in my trunk right <laughs> big, now. Big, big final panel. Okay, I'm going to be spending a lot of time reading tonight. Uh, so let's talk about movies. Rick pointed out, Nate, we've been remiss. We had a huge buildup, and then Brian Kent emailed or texted me earlier this week and asked my opinion of this film. <laughs> and we never actually, like, we had this huge buildup and then never talked about it. That's right. G.I. Joe retaliation, people. I know it's, it's, it's out of the way, but we've been, but it's been like a year of buildup of how much I was One loving year to dread this film. Uh, two years? Uh, feels like five. It feels like five. <laughs> I was sandwiched neatly between. Between the loving arms of Nate Costa, or as as your GI Joe code name was, Bachelor Party. That's right. And that uh, yeah, yeah, lawn, ass- lawn assigned lawn everybody. General practitioner. General practitioner uh, gave us all uh, GI Joe code names. What was your code name? Uh, Professor, I was Professor Thespian. Thespian. <laughs> so I don't think that one that, flowed as that, well. That, that as one an action I can figure. see. I see. I can see Cobra just running in fear. But from by that the way, name. this is further. This is further evidence of why I have not yet actually achieved action figure status. It's Professor Thespian. My my code names are always dumb, and uh, <laughs> and I was next to Adam World. Uh, but I baby daddy, I, baby daddy. Okay, so I was. Who was just so soft and pillowy? I slept like a baby in his arms. He's kind of a baby daddy. Yeah, no, he's no, he's in, he's in pretty good shape right now. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, uh, but he just had he just had a baby, or his, oh, okay. his wife just had a baby. He just had the baby on Tuesday. Yeah, just, yeah. So hey, baby, congratulations! Hey, congratulations! Yes. Uh, so that was awesome, and uh, so we sat in there, and I would agree with with what everybody else is saying is, uh, as I suspected, nothing could have been as bad as the first one. All right. Uh, I enjoy The Rock. Those say the the Rock has now got this, like every movie he's in, there has to be a scene where he just smiles and laughs awkwardly at something going on with the children. <laughs> yeah, they have the power to take Look him down. Look at my white teeth. Yes. <laughs> um, and then you know, and he's really good at selling that he's been friends with somebody for a long time, even though you know. Yeah. Yeah. You and Duke have been friends for decades, even though you guys do were in joined, the previous movie. And you're yeah, you're not you're not the other black friend he had you know, <laughs> in that other movie. Um, but Quotas. The, the, the interesting. That did you, was a did you end guy. up breaking down and seeing it? Oh yeah, it? I saw it in 3D. Uh, we did oh no no! I mean the first one or the second the one? The second one. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it okay. three. But so the thing I got to warn you is what I think is I love the audacity of this is that I felt like they had a plan to make a trilogy from the first movie. Why they called it Rise of Cobra? Yeah. And then they sort of in one paragraph explained what happened in movies two and three. Yeah. <laughs> that never got made. <laughs> 
and then just went, and now the second trilogy. Ta-da! <laughs> this, is what, <laughs> this is what Disney's going to do with episode seven. People at home miss the jazz hands on that. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> Uh, very much jazz, Andy. Uh, I'm good at those. Anyway, so it was. Uh, uh, I was kind of like, yeah, all right. Well, yeah. they glazed over plenty of stuff that they didn't need to talk about. Yeah, which was the terrible first movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so, but otherwise, I, I, I you know, I, say, were, I enjoyed were, the rock. You know, I felt that Bruce Willis was sleepwalking through his role. I thought Bruce Willis. He 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 was everything I needed him to be for that movie. But I wanted it to be a little bit more. Yeah. This is, you're right. The Rock was totally he, everything he, you needed he, him to he, be. He was a solid supporting actor. Yeah. He did not steal scenes. But what I wanted was, Which a, was a big surprise. Which was a big surprise. Yeah. What I wanted was him to be the 12-inch G.I. Joe. The hair doesn't look exactly right. No. He doesn't need to have lifelike hair and beard anymore because I accept that he was old. Yeah. Because if you had a G.I. Joe with lifelike hair and beard, you know those things rotted off. The hair would just flip off. Flick off, and um, but I wanted kung Kinda fu grip. I wanted kung fu grip. Yes. Um, yeah. We yeah, didn't you have that when, when you had the ones with life like hair and beard. I we, we said I told all, you the story of my my GI Joes. You're still the painted hair. You're honestly when you were the mine, target age, you were the painted hair. Mine had painted hair, but we found that we could brush this one pillow, this one hairy pillow, and get hair off of it, and we could glue it to the top of our GI Joes hair. <laughs> Head. We did a good job of it too. It looked great. Okay, I wanted kung fu grip. Yeah, that's all. But I had lifelike hair and beard, and and we all would play, and everybody would develop like these bald patches on their GI oh, Joes. Sure. And we'd say, it, yeah, we'd say it was Jungle Rot because yeah. we, we all had Land Adventure, <laughs> and he had the you know, jungle camouflage. It's like, yes, he got Jungle Rot. Yep. Too bad. I had nicknames for all of mine long before those little ones came along. All of mine had nicknames to explain all the things code that were names, broken. Dude. Code names. Code names. Gunner was the one whose both hands had broken off, and I said he had machine guns implanted in his wrists. We used to just take a piece of uh, coat hanger, which, stick by it the in, way, never ran out of ammunition, and made hooks, which was cool because you could hook the hook on a piece of string and have them slide down. The oh, string. that would be good too. That yeah. would be good too. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, but the movie, the movie, um, the, was, lo- the loss of Duke. So, or such an iconic character, so early in that movie. It was worthless. It was worthless to kill him? It was worthless to kill him. Uh, and, you know, they did. They had the whole controversy when they pushed the release back, when it right. was actually the 3D They could upgrade. have saved him. They had time to save well, him. But somebody said, oh, you know, they're reshooting it to get more screen time for Channing Tatum. Yeah. And some producer was like, no, we're not doing that. It's a 3D conversion. Which... For once in Hollywood history, I wish they it, told the truth. Exactly. Wow. It was just, Why couldn't it just have been a cover-up? Because they kill Duke. He never comes back. No. And... I was hoping he was going to be a life model decoy. Uh, well, and Duke is the main guy... Exactly. ...in G.I. Joe. For decades. Well, well but interestingly, yeah. I just read, read an article, I think it might have been I-09, that um, Hasbro had intended to kill Duke on the... G.I. Joe movie, the, the animated the cartoon. one that was released. They, the cartoon. they stabbed him in the heart. He was going to, but he came back. He survived. I right? mean, the retaliation was, one? Or? No, no, no. The, right, right. No, the, the one in where the 80s, Serpentor in the 80s, was, oh, was that birthed. One. Right, right, right. And he survived because they, because they realized they'd already done Transformers, the movie, and the death of Optimus Prime 
was considered like a, a ridiculously huge tactical mistake. Yeah, yeah, it was stupid. Stupid. So Rodimus Prime was terrible. And then you're going to kill Duke. Actually, it wasn't the birth of Serpentor. It was Glomulus, voiced by I don't know Burgess Meredith. Yeah, they had some good actors in that. <laughs> oh yeah, the the Transformer movie. Have Transformer movie had better actors though. Yeah. Well, well Orson Welles. Let's Leonard face Nimoy. It. You had Orson Welles' yeah, last performance. Yeah. As the planet. Well, what was it? It as, was. Um, he wasn't Cybertron. He was. Um, Oh, I'll never remember the name. Yeah. I'm sorry. Someone screaming it. It's probably it's Michelle, one of the few VHS that's still on. That. Um, yeah, but I, Unicron. 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 Right. Yes. Oh my gosh! I pulled a Transformers reference wow. out. Good job. Fear me. You're bleeding at the nose. I know, but the Zorlak <laughs> had to had to regain his honor. Um, so I, you know, back from from movies, we have seen two things that this was a week where. My God, the trailers that were released were fantastic of all kinds of things. And I, and I realized I haven't even gotten to watch the latest Star Trek Into Darkness one. So I it's, can't talk it, about it's, that. It's a little bit better, but it's not a lot of new stuff. However, the one trailer that completely turned me around yeah. was Man of Steel this week. So which one? Because there's one everyone's talking about. There's another one that, that I don't think a lot of people caught because there's a Zod one. Oh, no, there was the, the Zod. transmission from Zod. Oh, yes, the little T. Oh, yes, I saw that, that too. That one actually not, made me but, think but maybe that, this movie that's has... That's a viral video. That's, yeah. That was not a trailer. That's not going That was the on broadcast television. Yes, but it's not going on. But it's not going to movie theaters. They call it's, it... They, they, okay, they, fine. Separate, they're calling it something separate. So that's but a viral it, video. It yes. was certainly better than anything I had seen that to make me excited about a, that movie. That was a brilliant yeah. bit because it, I loved that. But then I watched... Then you watch the trailer where... You see Krypton. You see Russell Crowe. Right. I now understand if you... So apparently some plot details have leaked out. Right. If, if I may, about what makes makes uh, Kal-El different. Right. Okay, so... Besides the fact that he's an alien from Krypton? Right, but, but, but different on Krypton. Oh. And actually, this fits in a way... With I think if John Byrne had taken Man of Steel one step further, this is only very... This is only logical. That... In, if you remember in John Burns' Man of Steel, that they are that, that every that husband and wife don't meet, it's all like genetically mixed, right. and they're all and the, basically Except. the companions are, are hatched. Okay, except that Jor El fell in love with Lara. Right. But in, in this, it's like everybody is uh, essentially cloned. They're created as you're going to be a scientist, you're going to be a soldier, you're going to be this that cased. So this huge case system. Kal El is the first in centuries. To be born naturally, yeah, and and so already on Krypton he is the freak as a baby, and then the planet's going to blow up. Except clearly there it doesn't seem like there's a phantom zone. You've got these military, and when J.J. Abrams wrote that script, you know, like a, over a decade ago when he was going to do it, where like Lex Luthor was a Kryptonian revealed and all kinds of things that were deconstructive. I hated the idea of Krypton not being. Destroyed, right? Or, the, or being that many, but I'm buying this. If you've got Zod and his army without a planet, looking to basically be a Kryptonian supremacist and pull the son of Jarrell back, it's not about bow down before me, Jarrell. It's about you no, know, all Kryptonians are for Kryptonians only, and let's pull them back. You know, yeah. there's a racial purity thing going on, and let's destroy these little ants that are humans. It makes sense. 
That is so. It makes more sense. It makes more sense. Uh, and what you, they, you're going to conquer but, this planet. But where, and then they, what? but where they really got me back was the scene with Kevin Costner. You will always be my son. Yeah. And that hug, and it was like, okay, that's the Paw Kent I want to see. Yes. And you're showing me that that Paw Kent is there. And Thank when you. I saw that, and we were talking about it, uh, I was talking to Justin about it, and I explained to him this, this scene before. He said, well, maybe you should have let him die. Yeah. I was thinking. Maybe they'll edit. Maybe there's been enough backlash on that scene that yeah. that actually won't show up that way. I, I hope not. And the other thing that makes sense is Lois Lane saying, how do you track a man who doesn't want to be found? Like, that she's been reporting on Superman long before anybody knows what he is. Yeah. And so all that seems The to, blur. Oh, God damn. If they say the blur... The red-blue blur. Like, you had me back and now screw this. <laughs> I, I will throw popcorn at the screen. The uh, the whole your your symbol is an S. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. It means hope or which is from birthright. Yeah. As uh, Nate forwarded to us, so let's acknowledge that again. DC, get classy, please, because birthright is what they what they borrowed from, and birthright is one of the best origin retellings there uh, there are. I'll give you All Star Superman, best last year of Superman's life. Well, yeah. You know, I like what Grant Morrison's done in action, though that ended very confusingly. Um, <laughs> gah, uh, yeah, it gets hard to defend him sometimes. And then, but but Birthright is to me the best. I like what Jeff Johns did with Gary Frank. It was nice, the Secret Identity. But really, Birthright is Secret Origin. Me, secret Origin. But Birthright gives me emotionally satisfa- satisfactory for okay. Superman is. You know, so give Mark Wade his due. I know you guys are mad at him, but you're gonna hire him back eventually. Give in now. So um, I, I really, I really dug that. Um, and then there was the Lone Ranger trailer. I don't know if you watched that. I don't think I saw a new one this week. It was a new one. It looked a little better. It okay. looked a little better. Um, I didn't think the last one looked bad. No, it's just I still, I, I, I totally as a buddy film. It was working for me, and it's going to work more. So the trailer is going to yeah. work. You know, you're going to be fine with that. Um, R.I.P.D. The Rest in Peace Department. That looks cool. I, I yeah I read the graphic novel a couple years ago. It's from Dark Horse. That's R- the uh, Hellboy buddy comic, right? Yeah. So uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff, if, and, you tell you and Ryan, Jeff Bridges Ryan, 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 playing Ryan, a cowboy. And it looks like and it lo- and uh, some criticism online was like, well, it looks kind of like Men in Black. And I went, yeah, but what's interesting is like they went, okay, we got Tommy Lee Jones. He's really taciturn. So Mr. Bridges. If Play he could it be up. the exact opposite exactly. of Tommy Lee Jones exactly. in Men in Black. And and the, the, the fact that they don't look like that to everyone else and they cut back to those scenes every now and then, that was brilliant too. Yeah, I think it's going to be really funny. I, I mean, I hope it is. It's a really good miniseries. I did enjoy it. Really good idea. Um, and and then uh, Dark Horse is doing a prequel miniseries coming out uh, this summer before, before the, the movie does. Um, so Smart. I, although it could be the same miniseries. I just don't remember who the original creator's plotline was. But uh, definitely check it out. I, I really enjoyed that. And then we got we got casting news. Uh, oh yeah, for Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. And, and it doesn't make sense. It does and it doesn't. Okay. Who are you thinking of? Michael Rooker. Yeah. As Yondu. Instead Yondu. of Rocket Raccoon, doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. It's that Yondu is a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy from the future. Yeah. yeah not one of the too. present day. Guardians he's the, of the blue galaxy. fin guy. Yeah, he's the yeah. Yeah, the, with the, the arrows, bow, the bow yeah. and arrows, or sonic arrows. Yeah. So, um, interesting. 
Yeah, I never. I would never put Rooker, Rooker's voice into that character. No, but but Rooker maybe is a Charlie. Really good, but Rooker is a really good actor. I don't want to sell him short. So it's possible that it could be he could yeah. give us a performance that like whoa, blow us away, surprises. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but it is still what it opens up, and I don't know if, if this is what Marvel's plan is. Is that if it's Yondu and it is still Yondu from the future, then time travel in the Marvel in the Marvel movie universe is is an interesting option to have open. Which opens up the time gem and a crossover with Star Wars. Don't go there. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead, Nate. Let's say because Disney did it, did say that we starting in 2015. Though I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold them to that because J.J. Abrams is notoriously late. Starting in 2015, Episode Seven, and then every year we will have a new Star Wars movie, whether it yeah. be part of. The ongoing Wars. main trilogy or a side exploration. Young Han Solo. We open with the Sarlacc pit. And a gloved hand comes out and it's Mandalorian armor. Because what we're talking about is if you haven't seen it and I will post it. I promise I will post it tonight. I'll find my planet if, if nobody else has seen it. If everybody else yeah, hasn't seen everybody it. Everybody should have seen it by now. now but if you Pat haven't. Oswald was given seven minutes <laughs> on the set of Parks and Rec. To improvise a filibuster, which has probably been edited down to like thirty seconds yeah. in the episode, but but he did improvised right off the top of his head. I mean, not like not even time It'd be to great think if it was a bunch it. of blended fades of him at different parts, uh, of which the, it may be. I don't yeah. know. Um, a fil- <laughs> this brilliant filibuster about what he thinks the plot of episode seven should be. His and. It and was not even the plot. It was the script. It, he wrote a script. Especially like he, <laughs> when you he, have the severed Chewbacca head he basically on the robot re- body. We're <laughs> building up to that. That's going to be the teaser for the next episode. But uh, bear with me. Bear with me. It was the, <laughs> it was the constantly pausing, both interspersing with, with the thank end. you for respecting the rules of the filibuster. And wait a minute. Like totally how many nerd conversations we'll be in with. We're like, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got to let me get there. You got to let me get there. <laughs> Well, the whole time I'm watching the people in the background to see if anybody is laughing or... And they start getting up and leaving. When they start getting up and leaving, there's one blurry guy in the background who keeps covering his face, and I'm pretty sure he was laughing most of the time. Okay. Because I don't know how they could have kept a straight face, but... All the women kept a straight face. They didn't get it, except that <laughs> Amy Poehler threw in perfectly well-timed riposte in there. It was like, this seems pretty thin to me. I believe, actually, that's it. <laughs> because Entertainment Weekly did a movie poster, which I will also put up. Uh, yeah, the female part's a little underwritten is uh, Amy Poehler's tagline in there. And I forget which character did she say? That one I've heard of? Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of him. <laughs> it was like... Oh my gosh! How many? Oh, it was just it. It was just brilliant. He didn't just redefine Star Wars. He redefined oh, all movies, movies to come. <laughs> the Marvel Universe. <laughs> he got X Men back into it. Yeah, I think Fantastic Daredevil, Four, Spider Man, right? Daredevil. Because, yeah, that's right. Because Reed Richards is driving the Fantastic Car. <laughs> I know you didn't expect that. <laughs> it's like, but, <laughs> the only thing is, I think he left out the Blackbird, and it was the only disappointment because you had the Quinjet, you had the Fantastic it, Car. Reed was driving the Quinjet. Yeah, oh, Reed was. That's unexpected. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. That makes perfect sense. So, um, <laughs> sure, it does. It was just, oh my God, that was that was brilliant. So, if you haven't seen it, absolutely, I'll, I'll put it up. Um, but anyway, um, and then a couple of, of news things about of announced projects, which I hope this one, one of these comes to fruition. And I, you know, again, boy, you talk about in the mainstream media this week, people are upset about 
mainstream reporting and how poor it is. Yeah. I want to say the same thing. Is that it was announced that uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Andreco's graphic novel Torso is uh, been picked up and is being allegedly now being directed by this guy named David Lowry, who had a film at Sundance that people loved. Um, Have you read any of that? I've read Torso. Okay. It, it is great. But here's why I want to say the reporting is bad. It's like, first of all, Todd McFarlane had the rights to turn this into a film like a decade ago. Uh. So Todd McFarlane was trying to produce it, couldn't get it done. Brian Michael Bendis' graphic novel, Fortune and Glory, is about trying to sell Torso to Hollywood 20 uh. years ago. <laughs> and so nobody's acknowledging that, like, uh, this is far from the first time that right. Torso has been. It is a great if you don't know the graphic novel, it is Elliot Ness after the epi- after the adventures of of uh, the um, Untouchables. Uh, the Untouchables. He left Chicago. This is so it's a true story. He left Chicago, went to Cleveland, and Cleveland hits one of America's first serial killers, uh-huh. the Torso Killers. So these bodies were washing up on, on the Ohio River, just torsos, uh-huh. and so Elliot Ness is trying to track down. And, you know, one of the reasons I love Unfortunate Glory, they have a Hollywood exec going, well, who owns Elliot Ness? And he's like, no, uh, Elliot Ness is a real person. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's, it's really funny. But, um, but, I mean, it is a really good graphic novel. And Mark Draco, of course, later wrote Manhunter uh, for DC. Yeah. So really good crime writer. They're both really good. And so it's a great graphic novel. Totally recommend it. They announced that, of course, the Nathan Third Wave, they're going for Doctor Strange. And for years, Patrick Dempsey said he's wanted it. But now the name they're banding around is Justin Theroux, who was the evil wizard in Your Ma- Your Highness, that sword and sorcery parody with uh, yeah, James I'm Franco. To, and, I don't remember, I don't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, was in right. Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. And he wrote or co-wrote Iron Man 2. He was in something else too. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah. He's, 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 he's not a bad time. actor. It, it's it's just that I, I really think Patrick Dempsey's held on for so long, yeah, the, uh, begging to be. I would rather see Patrick Dempsey. Personally. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I, I like his face better too for the character. Yeah, so uh, that'll be interesting. Um, and then uh, Oblivion, of course, opened this week. I didn't see it, but uh, Tom Cruise in this uh, probably going to see it tomorrow in this graphic uh, in his graphic novel. In this sci-fi film by the same by the man who revived Tron and is going to revive the black hole, I did this Oblivion, which was <clears throat> allegedly going to be, and I do remember this, a graphic novel from Radical. And then you know you get so many things announced at Comic Con, and you go, you know, you get in the noise, you kind of forget when the project never actually comes out. This movie is about Dave Tapia. Radical Oblivion. 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 Nice. <laughs> what? Bolivian? Oh no, not Bolivian. Oh, Oblivion. Uh, but they had a they had an ash can at Comic Con. They had a concept pages, yes. Because um, right, I think I have it. Yeah. I I think I do, you know okay. you must. I, and it was it had to have been a Comic Con. You were there. Yeah. I were there. I remember talking to people at, at Radical, going, "Oh, that's interesting." And you're going to pick this up for a film. Great. You know, Disney picked it up at one point. They turned around. Universal picked it up because they wanted to make it a PG-13 film. Disney wanted it to be a straight PG. And so it's just kind of. And then but did Scientology you? stepped in. No, but, shh. Oh, at that point. Don't do that because you know what? Tom Cruise apparently has a hit list of press yeah, outlets talk to. that if they don't, if if they speak, I him, don't want to talk to Tom Cruise. I would like to look <laughs> into his eyes and find out what's going on inside there. Is he more charismatic than Paul Walker? That's what I want to know. 
Because I've looked across the table like you and me right now. I've looked across the table to Paul Walker, and I fell in love. Now, would I do the same thing with Tom Cruise? I don't know. I want to find out. Tom Cruise was on The Daily Show this week with uh, oh, really? with okay. John Stewart. Yeah. Um, the, the, he actually sought out the, the uh, director yeah, went right. after his people picked up the ash can at, at okay. Comic-Con. And so he, he went to them and said, "I want to be part of this film. I want I want to make this film." It sounds like a decent, yeah, a, a decent concept. I you know, so I'm hoping it's good. I just ha- I just haven't seen it. Other thing you should know: John Stewart and, uh, and Tom Cruise, same height. I did know that. Which I I think that's why Cruise goes on that show. I have uh, I have served popcorn to Tom Cruise. <laughs> have you now? I yes. So you have sat right after him right after risky business, eyes. but he wasn't. Tom Cruise. No, yet. he was still. Just he had Tom just Cruise. done Risky Business. He was yeah, there with then, Rebecca De Mornay. Was that before or after Top Gun? Before Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. If Risky Business, you could say he's probably still going to go through a growth spurt. Right. Yeah. You know, there was still. You know, but he didn't You're need still one. A young man. He didn't need one because he had Rebecca De Mornay. And let's face it, that's it didn't uh, get love on a train. Were you at the ArcLight? No, uh, the UA Coronet. So hey, anybody who remembers those days? Yes, I used to serve you popcorn. UA Coronet in the early 80s. And the man Westwood. Neither theater is still there. Uh, they're gone. But I did actually work when Top, when Top Gun opened. I did work the theater, the man National, which has also been torn down. But uh, So I'm sorry for all those people that enjoyed those movies. You're just the plague. I may have been the problem. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so, but now the funny thing is that, you know, uh, the guy who did Oblivion, Joseph Kaczynski, I wanna, I think, Kaczynski, yes. Kaczynski, Says it was never intended to be a graphic novel. It was just like concepts and blo- and radicals going. No, no, no. We have a graphic novel. We're going to publish it. So it'll be interesting because all the art from it's really painted and long distance landscapes and concept, almost Ralph Macquarie re- stuff. What I recall is it looked like it was a lot of concept art. But yeah. I understand that you put it together and a graphic novel is bound to happen. Yeah. You know. Uh, so we'll see because radical, but radical, a lot of radicals output. What little has you know made made it through, and I say little because it's just. There are very few titles, um, but Hercules, the one that Brett Ratner is going to do uh, as a film, also is a radical project. Right. Hercules about Marvel Hercules? No, no, it's Hercules, a Hercules. It, uh, I guess Her- it came out maybe three years ago. Yeah, there were um, a few issues. He was wearing like an animal and I skin I over can't his shoulders. Who's, who's playing Hercules in it? It's so it, more like a Kazar. Yeah, there are two Hercules. No, more a, a classic, no, classic. Going back to the actual mythology. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare be alone. Um, so it, it's a. Uh, there are two competing Hercules movie projects. One is with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, as you Hercules. You smell what The Rock is and this, the other, and this other one is directed by Brett Ratner, which will probably not have a lot of emotional depth to but it. Remember but when we were all excited about The Rock playing Black Adam? Yes, he still wants to do that. And what's the guy's name? Brandon Mullally. Yes. For Brandon's been all over TV lately, though. For I Captain Marvel. For Captain Marvel, yes. That would be a really good movie. I know. It still would be a really good movie, movie wouldn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's get on that, Derek. I'm trying. All right, getting there. If you'd I'll like to see with us, you. Oh, okay, we're there. Kickstarter. I, I don't think it works that way. Shall we turn to television? Do you have we'll anything call else it. in the movie you want to talk? No, go ahead. No, let's, no. let's not. Go <laughs> let's there. not tell everyone what we'll call we it. We missed a story while I was in New York. Um, we we missed reporting something because this is going to have impact, not in the near future, but soon. Uh, Bruce Tim resigned from Warner Brothers. Mm. From Warner Animation, step down. He wants to pursue other projects, and my bet is he's going to go to Marvel and make the Marvel anime direct to DVD projects actually entertaining. 
Um, because, but well, they had one entertaining one. Which one? World War Hulk or uh, Planet Hulk? I still have not seen Planet Hulk. So. That one's pretty good. Uh, the Doctor Strange one was okay. Most of the Avengers ones have been I've seen. Bad. I watched those. Uh, I you know. The the one about the kids of the Avengers in the future. Yeah. Uh, well, it was entertaining for a small child. Okay, Luke, good. And, Luke and I watched it, and and Kid Macaw really enjoyed it. So, yeah. um, you know that's okay. But he resigned, and then so he has one last one last DVD comes out under his uh, under his watch, which is Superman Unbound, which is coming out, and I think in a month. And uh, now is that a, is that an original story? No, is, it's based on a run. They're all based on a uh, on I, a run of, of with uh, involving um, Parasite, I think. Oh, okay. so. Um, but they did announce today that the first one under the new supervising producers uh, regime, James Tucker, who's the guy who did Brave and the Bold. So I got to give James credit and and faith the tv series that he's going to be the brave yeah. and the bold tv series that i think he's going to be good uh justice league the flashpoint paradox will be coming out on july 30th wow um so no i think actually doing that story and focusing as i what i understand is they're going to focus on thomas wayne's batman okay. so that you have the flash solving that focus on that focus on thomas wayne trying to make things right in the universe, because the one put back. Oh, no, I, I think there's a lot of rich story there. I'm 87 minutes. Is that I'm, what you're doubtful? I'm, yeah, I'm a little worried about their usual uh, depth of storytelling. I don't know. Sometimes though, they have done really yeah. good job. Well, they did. They did a great job with the uh, what was the retro one? Um, uh, New Frontier. New Frontier. They did. So uh, that was a big story told from a lot of different viewpoints. And so I think it's possible, and yeah. I and I hope I hope it does do well. And it's uh, and it's got a lot of the classic guys doing it. Uh, I think George Newbern's coming back as Superman. Kevin Conroy as Batman again. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who's doing Thomas Jane. Uh, it's Thomas Wayne, not Thomas Jane. I don't know who's doing Thomas Jane. Is Patricia Arquette still married to him? Just uh, starring. Oh, uh, Kevin. Maybe it's Kevin McKidd. Maybe it's uh, Thomas Jane. No, it's not Thomas Jane. Um, but some interesting people. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, so looking forward to that. Uh, John Lehman did did uh, put up on Facebook this week uh. that the concept of Chew as a live action series is completely dead. He is not going to pursue it for the near so was it, future. So was it back from the previous time when he said it was completely dead? He said well, it was dead, it was dead at showtime. Show then he had a backup. He said uh, network plan, plan B. Plan B network also passed or whatever they did. Interesting. Dropped the ball, passed, whatever you want to call it. And yet... The strangest things come back to life because yeah. this week it says that Heroes is coming back to the Xbox network. Oh. That, uh, that uh. they're reviving the concept and any cast members that want to come back can. They're going to focus on a new generation of Heroes, but the concept is there and going to be on the Microsoft network. So, well, You know what would be good about it is if they make it uh, more like season one than seasons two and three. Yes. Yeah. Could be. It's also going to come down to budget. So it's really not going to be that way. Yeah. Um, regarding Chew, yes, I will keep hope alive. Well, you I know, can't, I don't you understand. Know what? He keeps specifically saying live action is dead, right? So it could which be like a car- tells an HBO me cartoon, a like HBO Spawn, cartoon that would still be happen. that would be awesome on Adult Swim. Yeah, it would be awesome on Adult yeah, Swim. It would. Too. Yeah, and you could even you could even go with the the uh, what is it something Street. Uh, Production company. Oh, they, I know what you mean. The ones that do, they, they produce Venture Brothers, but they're right. not. They're not the Astro based one studios. But, yeah, the, 
that's right that that animation the the graphic style of his goes right into right. that animation yeah, yeah, style yeah, yeah. you're right that'd be beautiful uh, oh shoot yeah somebody again is yelling at this podcast what yeah. company we're see, calling but yeah, I, I can see, see the logo I can see the logo and I can't see the words <laughs> Titmouse Productions no it's not Titmouse no. but um, they're there um, so yeah and uh, did anybody watch Defiance this I week did. on Sci-Fi so how was that I know the video game is 60 bucks so I wasn't going to go there But the vi- uh, okay so I can talk about both Okay, do. Uh, just the video game I did research on. But uh, I have to say that I am actually looking forward to the next issue uh, episode of Defiance. The first one, which was a two-hour-long pilot, uh, it was amazing how well they introduced a lot of interesting and complex characters really fast. They didn't dwell on anyone in particular except for maybe the main character, who is, who is basically a Han Solo Okay. guy in this uh, and it's not what I what I'm very happy about it is that it's not a dreary post-apocalyptic world that there's actually a society a vibrant almost frontier like society yeah it reminded me a lot of Deadwood with, okay. with well, when they finally Deadwood, got into yeah. the town and they started meeting the different families that had been there for a while who were in power and okay um, good science fiction good special effects All uh, right. Really, really quite good. But I know we're trying to... You know, take, I'm trying to be non-spoiler. No, 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 I know. But So I want to ask, though, because the thing that makes Defiance different than what sci-fi in particular is intended to be for is right. that it is a true transmedia IP right. property designed to be a game as well. So yep. what is going on with the game that connects to this So the game, game is a first-person shooter, and the reviews have not been very good. Given the reviews, it's mostly like three and a half stars out of five for most reviewers. Um, and again, it's it's not the main story. It's not the main characters. It's like a because you've got this big world and you have all these factions of, of alien races. Well, the premise is basically that um, Earth was discovered by aliens and then there was a period of time when multiple aliens races came and stayed on earth it's not like an invasion because it's not uh, there there is not a class right, okay. society and humans are in this town a human is mayor and they're, they're yeah, basically okay. equal because there was a there was a war where the soldiers basically said we're not going to fight anymore we want peace and so there's they refer back to this a lot but in the meantime there's all this junk in outer space because there were these huge platforms and things. And, but right. apparently it was some disaster they that destroyed and races. took the tech down for everybody. So part of it is scavenging when some of this junk falls to Earth. You want to go to the crash site immediately. Okay. And a lot of people are trying to get there to find whatever tech they can salvage from that. Um, which is a nice. It's a. It's a great premise for a role-playing game, for mm-hmm. a for a uh, video game, for anything. I think they've set up uh, a nice uh, world that they could tell a lot of different stories. That don't necessarily have to just focus over okay. this guy and his adopted alien daughter. So it does sound interesting. I don't know about the game, but I'm interested in watching but the TV show. Lively actors, great actors. Um, the and nobody I really recognize a couple of people you, you you'd say yeah i've seen him and things before but yeah. i can't think of his name um and the tech is nice the the uh, the the way the town works is good so i'm looking forward to it a lot all right cool cool um 
So I just go to touch base. Of course, Doctor Who revived the Ice Warriors this last week. Yeah, and uh, interesting. I you don't you don't watch the Game of Thrones, do you? I do. I'm not, but I haven't had a chance to watch. Have you gotten them. up to any of the episodes with the Onion Knight in it? No, all all that I have right now, really, honestly, um, all that I'm making time to watch are are, are uh, Big Bang Theory and Doctor Who right okay. now live. So. so the guy who played the Russian submarine commander yeah. is Sir Davros Seaworthy from Game oh, okay. of Thrones. So it was a little weird watching this, going, "Where do I know this guy from? He's such a perfect Russian." I'm like, oh yeah. I, I can't believe it took, took this long to get David Warner. David on, Warner was awesome. On Doctor Who. <laughs> He's all about 80s pop. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was clever, clever touch. Ultravox. Yeah. I'm hearing, is that Ultravox? Vienna? Yeah. Oh, my God. One of my favorite songs. Uh, yeah. And I like just the being blunt and saying, hi, we're time travelers for the future. That's how we got here. Uh, trust us, you know, like no pretending that there's anything else going on than this. Oh, and the uh, fact that the TARDIS has a new circuit in it that takes it out of danger. <laughs> <laughs> Which puts them immediately, immediately into danger. danger. Yes, nice touch, nice touch. So all building up to that fantastic fiftieth episode. Yeah, have you seen any of the scenes from that? From the fi- from the fiftieth anniversary? Yeah, there's been Just some uh, pictures online of the, uh, yeah. of Tennant and, uh, yeah, and and Smith and yeah. Smith. And did you look in the background? Yeah, well, I, I knew the Silurians were going to be so. Um, which is another one of the few that I remember. It's not a Silurian. Not Silurian. Um, the no, uh, chlorian No. No. It's uh, the guys with suckers all over the Yeah, head. yeah. But there I was a marvelous... There was but a, they were a classic Tom Baker one. Somebody Tribbles. did a full-body rubber suit of that at... It is not a at, Tribble. Oh. At uh, Gallifrey this year. Just but, astounding. All right. You know, I, I can't remember what they are offhand, but we know they're coming, so... Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to do some video games because I did break down. This is the deal I was going to talk about, is that because I, I bought Disney Infinity... Pre-ordered it on a whim. Decided, I pulled the trigger too. D- decided to pre-order Injustice: Gods Among Us. Ah, so I got it Tuesday night. I've okay. been playing Injustice, and I must say, it is a tremendously enjoyable game. Although it feels like a lot more cutscene than gameplay, so I'm appreciating seeing the story. Um, but it was a fantastic deal at Toys R Us. So for <laughs> I don't know if it's still good, and if it is, rush down. I got, for the price of the game, they added, they threw in the player's guide, the, the cheat book, basically, that's 25 bucks. Yeah. And the Mattel Batman Injustice action figure. This is at the Toys R Us, the storefront? Yes. Which I, one? <laughs> in Sunnyvale. I went and I in picked it up. In Sunnyvale, okay. And, and they had to deal. I said, if you buy, if you buy uh, Injustice How today. How are they open? Uh, probably close by now, but yeah. uh, but tomorrow you'll get up early and you can go, and you know so they so so they had and it was great. So um, started playing the game, and you're playing on a PlayStation on a on a PS3. Okay. I do not know. I'm not really a big old school Mortal Kombat, so I have Mortal Kombat versus the DCU, but I really haven't played the game through. I've just sort of like had it for head to head with my son, and we enjoyed having battles. So I'm playing this to do the story. And I do appreciate that what they've added are these incredible, not finishing moves, but just you can get this once per chapter. You build up the energy. Build up the energy, but you only use it once per chapter uh, of this, like, tremendous screw you, this is the worst thing that your hero can do to the opponent move. So, like, Aquaman. Well, first it was Batman. They do the demo mode, you know, learn it. And it says, Batman, like, triggers something where part of the Batcave collapses he pulls the remote control. The Batmobile runs through, runs over the opponent, wow. and goes through. But Aquaman 
is like he's in Atlantis fighting, and you trigger it. The walls come down. The water comes rushing, rushing through. So then the fight becomes underwater. He takes his his trident, spears his opponent to the ground. So the blood comes up, and then calls a shark to eat it. <laughs> That's awesome. And then pass him through. <laughs> what? <laughs> so there's only like twenty percent damage. I'm like, I don't know how you recover <laughs> being passed through the guts of a shark. <laughs> but it was such a like, wow, that is the most, like, what? <laughs> Aquaman is just tired of everyone laughing at him. But, again, all-star cast. So Kevin Conroy stays on as Batman. George Newbern from the animated series voices Superman. Uh, Adam Baldwin voices Hal Jordan. Um, and uh, it's just... Because it, I only read that one you, you showed me, that first prequel issue. Right. And I really hated the concept. The game starts with... That and then it's about to happen on the regular Earth, and all the all the superheroes that had basically been either corrupted or killed by the alternate Superman in his rage and grief are pulled over by a mysterious force. To one, it prevents it from happening on the regular continuity, and then it gets them to be able to right the wrongs on this other alternate Earth. So does the premise work for you as an excuse to get these com- these combats it does. going? And it said uh, for the comics, I don't care about the comics. For the, the combats, game, for the combats, yeah. And the game, and it also says that basically Superman has created this Kryptonian nanotech, so anybody that allies themselves with him get this pill that increases their durability and invulnerability and strength, so that they so you can have the Joker fighting. Someone uh-huh. of like Green Lantern's ability or Cyborg or Raven. There's a lot of you know actually clever characters, and then I look at these costumes and, and even the costume redesigns. Like really, Jim Lee couldn't have come up with that because these make sense. You know, I was watching yeah. it going like, if you're fighting today and putting on this this armor, it does make sense. And I, what I really liked is that the two Supermans both have different costumes. Okay, from the from the get go. So it's clearly an alternate universe from the beginning. They don't all look like a blade of armor and collarless collars and that kind of no, stuff. No, they are, but both Supermans are armored. V cuffs, but it's different. But it's Do they different. have their underwear on the outside? Yes. Yes. At least the alternate one does. And Batman and both, but the two Batmans are different. Captain Marvel's in it, right? Yeah, Shazam and Black Adam too. Yeah, I fought Shazam and Black Adam. Yes. Uh, fought did you both. do the special move? Uh, yes. Or did they do the? What is theirs? Uh, I you know I can't remember what. I can't remember what Shazam did. I haven't fought as Shazam yet. Okay. So yeah, I haven't gotten that. So do you pick a character and go no, through it as that? You, you, you hit scenarios. And, yeah. So I've been the Joker. I've been Batman. I've been Green Lantern. And, and I fought as, as Aquaman. And Green Lantern involves like creating all kinds of wacky, like a tank goes through. And you know he really goes, goes crazy. Um, what I really like was Green Arrow is voiced by Stephen Amell. From oh, okay. Arrow, okay. so they are working to make him the iconic Green Arrow. But is he hooded or is he? He's not? hooded. He's it, hooded. It, and he's got the. Goatee. He's got the goatee. So, um, I really enjoyed the game. Does he, have a, does he have a glove arrow? I haven't seen it yet because I haven't seen him fight yet. <laughs> um, logically, and it, what I like is the logic of like he is one who who would not side with Superman, so he's dead in this alternate universe. Which makes sense. There's no way that Ollie would go with a fa- fascist, you know. So they kept to it. Sinestro, as soon as Sinestro appeared, I went, oh, of course. And, he, and then it, and the line of dialogue comes. He says, this new world is just like my cor- like what I want for Korrigar. So, of course, I will help him. He are makes you, sense. Are you still watching Arrow? I, I, I missed too many weeks. Yeah. And 
on demand has been terrible. And so, like, they only sh- they're only like keeping well, two, two in or the three, slot, yeah. and it's yeah. like, no, I need six. Yeah, because if I go away, <laughs> I get so there, I missed it. I, I have to I have to share this. It's not a big spoiler, but there was a there was a poison episode where uh, <laughs> you talk about your advantageous arrows. He pulls an arrow out of the back of his out of his yeah. quiver, and it's an adrenaline <laughs> adrenaline arrow. <laughs> he slams it into his own chest. But so I'll buy that. I'll buy that yeah, version. Because if you're fighting somebody, you want to amp them up on adrenaline before they get to you. Well, but, they fought, but he fought that uh, Vertigo, you know, with yeah. everybody on Vertigo. Count so Vertigo. It, it, well, no, he was the Count. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he sold a drug called Vertigo. Right. So I would buy, so far, the arrows <laughs> I've seen him do are That like, one was a little bit out That's there. all right. But you're, you're, you're asking for the boxing glove arrow. I am. And complaining that he has one no, with if, adrenaline. If, if he has... Uh, if, he, if you think Rick is being silly, no, 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 no. right in. To just, if you're going to jump, if you're gonna jump the shark, you want to jump a real shark. No. And by the way, Henry Winkler hates when we say that. I, because people forget that the Jumping the Shark episode of Happy me, Days Henry. was the highest rated episode they ever did. Indeed. And that's why you jumped the shark. But that wasn't the problem. It was the episodes after that. Right. Okay. I do want to point out that I, I may have to break down and purchase another video game brand new okay. uh, next week. Uh-huh. Star Trek the video game comes out bridging hmm. the uh, the two J.J. Abrams films going to Into Darkness and the villain of the video game is of course the Gorn and uh, I don't know if you saw the promotional video where William Shatner came out of retirement to wrestle a an out of retirement Gorn I saw that <laughs> and he's <laughs> winded at the end and then they play the game uh, so uh, I'm kind of intrigued by, th- by that and uh, so looking forward to that are there tribbles in the game? I do not know. We shall find out. We shall see. Uh, we'll find out perhaps next week. So, I did want to mention, of course, before we finish up, that we are available on iTunes. And uh, if you like and heard us there, please subscribe, please review, and please tell your friends. You can also check us out on the Stitcher app. And you can also check us out on www.fanboyplanet.com. And if you go to that website and you like what you're seeing... Please drop us a little on PayPal or pick up something on, on Amazon. We mentioned a lot of things on the podcast that you might want to check out. And occasionally when I have time, I actually post You want to follow them. the link on Fanboy I Planet try to, put those to links. get to I Amazon. I try to put those things there. Not, yes. We don't get a cut out of everything you buy on Amazon. No, no. It would be nice, though. That would be really nice. And just, just on the Fanboy Planet. Working on that. We just don't have the we don't have the juice. We'll get there if we just get an Eisner nomination. How about a Hugo? Actually, if you just follow one of our links to How Amazon before you buy How something, about a we Hugo get a cut. nomination. Sometimes, if we win a Hugo, we need to bring it to every podcast and just put it right in the middle. Oh, of the table. absolutely! And I will just <laughs> stare at it and drool. All right. Uh, so, if you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Till the next time we meet and beyond, I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I am Dave Costa, still looking for a job in L.A. Feel free to hire me. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.